The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Kuf Bet. Today's daf is being studied. The Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenichenu beganayden. Amen. Begin today's daf on Kuf Aleph Amud Bet, and we're starting on the bottom line. Amar Rava. Ger dan et havero devar Torah, which means from the Torah law, a ger, a convert, is able to be a dayan in order to judge, and as she says, dinin nefashot, which means he's out to sit on a betin that's judging capital punishment. That she writes, the ilu dinema monot afilu lechol Yisrael, which means when it comes to dinema monot. Uh, Gid is allowed to sit as a judge for any any Jew. But when it comes to capital punishment cases, the Gid can only sit for a fellow Gid. So again, Gid dan et havero, a fellow Gid, devant to Rashi Ne'emar, som tasim alecha melech, ashir yifhar Hashem elohecha bo. Mekerev achecha tasim alecha melech. So it says, but you should put a king over you, and from amongst your brothers, you should put a king over you. Now, the Gebaraz Doresh, Alecha hu which means when it's Alecha, when the case is against a Jew, when it's Alecha, then you need Mekerevachecha. Then he has to be uh, from a Jewish lineage. Abal Ger. But if the one that's being judged is a Ger, Dan et Havero, then already uh, it's able to, he's able to judge uh, his friend Ger. A Ger would be able to judge his friend. So read that again about Ger, Dan et Havero, Ger. Now, what is this Pasuk? Somtasim Alecha Melech, appoint for yourself a king from your brothers. Nikere Vachir, what's it got to do with judging? So that she says, third line, Alecha. Which means when you're judging a Jew, then the judges have to be from your brethren. But when it comes to a ger, even his friend, you're able to bring against him, which means to judge him. Now, Dayan Bechlal Melech. A judge is included in the Pasuk of King. Dichtiv Melech Bemishpat. Because the king, in the olden days, what was the king's job? The king was to bring justice into the world. And therefore, just like it says by a Jewish king, that the king has to be from Jewish uh, lineage, so Som Tasim Alecha Melech is also a reference to the judges, that they have to be Mekedem Arecha. Now it says, Im Domed Dayan Melech, which is the judge, is similar to the king in what way? She'en Sarich Klum. That the judge cannot be needed, uh, beholden to anybody, so then Ya'amid Eris. Then already, justice will prevail. So he has to be like a king, just like a king doesn't need anything because he's rich, and therefore he's able to make the proper judgment, so the, the judge is the same uh, way. Ve'od, simot tarbe ketumim kan. 
Because the Pasuk says, Som Tasim Adecha. It says, Som Tasim is talking about many appointments. Not only a king has to be from Jewish lineage, but Som Tasim, they learn of it, Kol Mesimot, Shehatam Mesim, all appointments that you appoint, Lo Yu Era Mekere should be from your brethren. So the Gebaraz Doresh, that that's only talking about Alecha. When you, the case is against a fellow Jew. So then the judges have to be Jew. However, when it's against a Ger, so already even a Ger is able to judge him. So comes the Gemara and says, Yisrael. But let's say the Ger, his mother was Jewish, his father wasn't Jewish. That's what I mean, Ger. Dan Afilu Yisrael. Which means then he's able to judge even a Yisrael. Which means the Ger that we're talking about that cannot judge Yisrael is a full-fledged, which means he's a gear from his father and mother. Means both his father and mother were Goyim. However, if his mother was a uh, Jew, and his father was a Goy, that's considered Mekere Vachecha, and if he was able to judge even a Yisrael. However, Ulanyan Halitza, when it comes to sitting on the court, the Halitza, Ad Abiv Imom Yisrael. That already has to be full-fledged. His mother and his father have to be from Yisrael. Shneimar v'nikra shemo b'Yisrael. There's a special pasuk in by Halitza. Says v'nikra shemo b'Yisrael will be called in Yisrael. So that Rashid and some of them mashma sheyeh Yisrael mekol stadin. That the judge that's judging has to be full-fledged Yisrael on all sides. So in that sense, comes out a big hundred point to Shitat Rashi, where the laws of Halitza are more strict than the Nidah Fashot. It's a capital punishment case, so long as his mother is Jewish, so then he's able to judge. But Halitza, since we have a be Israel, he has to be full-fledged. Amarav, Amarav, Kana, Amarav, Im Yavu, Eliyahu. If Eliyahu never would come, hypothetically, the Yomar, and he would say, Chodzin b'min'al, that you're able to make Halitza with the min'al. Min'al, we said, is the... Leather shoe, it's made out of soft leather. So if the Arabi would come along and say, you're allowed to make halitza with a min'al, shema'imdo. You listen to him. En holsin besandal, but if he tell you that you cannot make halitza with a sandal, in shema'imdo. Why? Shikivan nagu'a'am besandal. Already the min'ag is pashut, that they use the sandal already. So he cannot change, he accepted law. But if he came along and told us that holsin uh, besandal, even though we learned in the Mishnah that really you shouldn't be cholets b'min'al, but if you don't even come and tell you you can, it would be okay. We would accept it. So comes the next shittat says, "V'Rav Yosef Amar Avkana Amar Rav Im Yavoi Liyahu V'Yomar En Cholzin B'min'al." If you don't even the opposite, if you don't even come along and say En Cholzin B'min'al, you cannot make halitzah with a min'al with a shoe. Shomayim lo. In Cholzim and Sadal, in Shemino. But if you said in Cholzim and Sadal, you would have listened to him. Shekevan Nagu Aham besadal. Because again, everybody didn't know it's special to use a sandal. So it gives us my benayu. What's the difference between the two versions? Because according to the first version, it says if now and would come along and say Cholzim b'Minal, Shemaim lo. And the second version is if we come along and say in Cholzim b'Minal, Shemaim lo. So what's the nafkamina? So the Gemara says Ika benayu. Min'al which means the nafkamina is going to be between the two she taught. Is it permissible Which means according to what's written as she actually cholzin b'min'al shum'im lo, and cholzin b'min'al and shum'im lo. Those are the two versions. Either cholzin b'min'al 
או אין חולסין. ומדקאמר אם יבוא אליהו, דכל קמא דלא עתה אליהו ואמר לא חולסין. Which means according to the second version. Until אליהו הנביא comes and says לא חולסין, אלמא מנעלק התחילה, לא. Which means it's going to be משמע that מנעל is going to be לכתחילה אסור. ובדור רבי יוסף גרסין אם יבוא אליהו ויאמר אין חולצים במנעל שומעים לו אין חולצים בסדר אין שומעים לו וכל כמה דלא אמר לנו אליהו אין חולצים במנעל חצי לכת העילה which means according to the second version אליהו הנביא comes on tells us אין חולצים במנעל that means much before אליהו הנביא comes much more חולצים במנעל much more even be לכת העילה According to the first version where Eliyahu Navi is going to come along and tell us Cholzin b'min'al As far as before Eliyahu Navi comes it's Asur l'chattachilah So therefore it's a mahlok between the two versions Is min'al mutal l'chattachilah Or is it Asur l'chattachilah Let's review According to the first version it says If Eliyahu Navi would come along and say In Cholzin b'min'al that means what? Before the Anavi comes, it must be it's Asur. Lachlots b'min'al l'chitra'ila. According to the second version, if the Yawa Anavi would come along and say, En cholzin b'min'al, it's mazul that before he comes, it's mutal l'chitra'ila. So that's the mahlokin. Is min'al mutal l'chitra'ila? Or Asur? We don't know reasons yet. We're just discussing principle. Is it mutal l'chitra'ila? Or is it Asur l'chitra'ila? I'll say one more time. According to the first version, it says, Im yavor yavor yomar cholzin b'min'al. That's why before Yahweh Nabi comes, it's Asur, B'min'al, L'Khattahira. According to the second version, he comes along and says, if he's going to Osir B'min'al, we're not, we're going to listen to him. Master, before he came, it's Mutar. So the Gibbara says, Ulman, Da'amar, Afil, L'Khattahira. But according to the person that wants, that opinion that wants to say, it's Mutar, L'Nol, L'Asot Khalitza, to do Khalitza, with M'min'al, L'Khattahira. V'hat, Tena, but we don't have Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Chalitza b'min'al chalitzata kishira di'avad in l'katechila lo. Which is much of a Mishnah that Chalitza is only mutar b'min'al b'di'avad. That was a din in our Mishnah. So how could you come and tell me that it's mutar even l'katechila? It's going against our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Hu adin da'afilu l'katechila. Really our Mishnah meant it's mutar even l'katechila. So why did it say kishira? That's much of a di'avad. V'aydi d'ba'ir l'mitni sefa. Since the Mishnah said, in the end, if a person uses an ampiliya, we said that's like a sock for the halitza, halitza ta pisula, so then we had to use the word pisula, da'afilu di'avad, that's even to be asub di'avad, so tanana meresha di'avad. So the Mishnah used the lashon bidi'avad, not because that's the deen, really it's mutar lechatechidah. It just to use lashon keshira because the sefa by the anpaliya use lashon pesula so use lashon keshira in the resha so comes again one says umenal lechatachilat tanei actually this subject can use a menal a shoe a soft leather shoe for for halitza it's actually machloket amongst the tanaim the tanya amar biyoseh pamachat halach to nitzibin the biyoseh one time I went to nitzibin matzati zaken ehad. I found an old man, Amar, or Tamid Hakam, Amar Tilo, Klum Atam Bakib Ben Biyudah Ben Betera. Are you familiar with the rulings of Ben Biyudah Ben Betera? Amar Li In. He says, Yes, I am. Val Shulchani Hu Tadir. And as a matter of fact, he eats by my table, so I'm very familiar with him. So Gemara says, Klum Ra'ita. 
שחלץ בי במד, ג'בסים דק חליצה סרמוני, אמר לו, ראיתי שחלץ הרבה פעמים, I saw that he made חליצה many times. So he asked him, במנעל או בסנדל, what did he use when he made the חליצה? מנעל או סנדל? אמר לי, so he told me, What's that Aleph? Okay. What's that Aleph there? No. Okay. So he says, Actually, Which means with a Minal or a Sadal. Which means either or. So, Amar Li, Vichy Cholzin. Biminal? So, uh, uh, how can he tell you that you used a uh, minal? Are you allowed to use a uh, minal? Amarti lo imken mara arabimi ilomar chalsab biminal chalitzata keshera. Which means if you tell me that the rabbi, the bee, you never use the minal, so why did the bee meir say that minal is only a sur? But the Abad, which is he was shocked, he asked me, you ever see the Bimi Yudam Mitrada do Halit? So I saw him. So what did he use? He used either a Sadal or he used a uh, Minad. So he used the Khatayla. If that's the case, why did the Bimi Yudam say it's only Mutara uh, Bidi Abad? Rabbi Yaakov Amar Mishemo. Rabbi Yaakov said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Holsin Biminad Khatayla. That you see some Ahlok, it would be Mir Hell. Is it only Bidi Abad or is it Mutar even Khatayla? Look at Rashi. Amar lo, tichi cholzin b'minal. So the rabbi told him uh, this was um, right. Rabbi Yosef told uh, the zaken. What do you mean? He used a minal. He said mutar to use a minal. Velo garsinan. We do not have the grisa that Torah amra naalo velo minalo. She'en minal katuv bechol Torah. Which means the Torah does not say the word min'al. In the whole Torah, the word shu, min'al is not written. Ela na'alo. It just says the word na'al. There's a difference between a min'al, which is a shu, or the word na'al. Kegon shal na'alecha. I'm going to bin, right? Take off your shoes. Shalaf ish na'alo. Temasma ben sandal ben min'al. So na'al could be like a generic. It could even mean a min'al or a sandal. The minal lashon hakamim. The word minal is really a rabbinical term. The naal lashon Torah. The high damar minal lechetachila asur lav miklayadif elam mishum gezeral. Like we're going to learn uh, later on. Kedul kaman. Now the high dichti beoraita barzelun koshet minalecha. Or we have a pasuk in Zot Beraka. It says barzelun koshet minalecha. So, so, so we found the word min'al in the Torah, lashon man'ulu briyahu. So that's a lashon na'ul, that's a, so a lock. That's not talking about a shoe. So all that she did over here was, there was a girsah that said, Torah amra na'alo velo min'alo. Right, he has a girsah. So is it possible to make a halitza with a min'al? The Torah doesn't say the word uh, min'al. And uh, she just shows you that there's no word min'al written in the Torah. It only says, na'al. Don't ask me from uh, Zotah Merakat, it says min'alecha. Because that min'alecha is not, not min'al. It's referring to a lock. But anyway, he takes a consal. So just let's review what happened. He came to the Zakir. He said, yeah, you know, I think that Behudah bin Betirah does. Yeah, I know. I, he's by my table. Okay, did you see him? Have you seen him do the Halitza ceremony? I saw him. 
And what did he use? He used the sandal, he used the min'al, he used both things. What? He used the min'al, the khitaydat, the bimir says that min'al is only b'di'avad. So then there's another version that says that the bimir also can even use the min'al, the khitaydat. So you see, it's a mahluk at tanaim. Is it min'al mutal, the khitaydat? Now we don't know the reason yet. The Gemara is going to give us the reason now. Comes the Gemara and says, Oh, now what's the reason? Why should it be a sunnah and tattoos of min'al? Again, it's a soft leather shoe. No, that's the machloket. He said in the name of the Meir, they can do the ketah, that's why you see it's a machloket What's the reason of the opinion that says the Khatala should be Asun? Because maybe you can tell me the way the construction of the shoe is. You have the top of the shoe, which means you have laces, straps that are on top of the top of the shoe. And the Pasuk writes that you have to make Khalitsa, she makes Khalitsa Me'al Raglav. And this shoe over here, it has two tops. So therefore, it's not going to be me'al, it's going to be me'al de me'al. Because it has a leather top with straps that go around it. So maybe that's why the shoe is going to be asud, because it's a double covering. The Torah says you have to take the shoe from above, velo me'al de me'al. And not, you know, not, not a double covering. So the Gabbara says, if that's the case... If that's the reason, then it should be asudim with the abad. Which is, if you're going to tell me that what well, the problem is, it's a double covering. And if all that, say, the lady's doing is taking off the top covering, so she's really not taking the shoe me'al raglav, she's taking off me'al de me'al. She's taking off the top covering. If that's the whole reason why this shoe is asud, so it should be asudim with the abad. Because she didn't fulfill what the Torah says me'al raglav from his foot. This is, you're taking off from me'al de me'al. So that cannot be the reason. So comes the Gemara and says, "Look at Rashi. Panta, panta is gava minal. That's the top of the shoe. The arketa, arketa shroch naal. That's like the uh, shoelaces, the straps. They go around the top of the shoe. Okay, Rashi brings it from a targum. Shroch naal metargem arketa the mesana. The targum explains which shroch naal the shoelaces is arketa. Shekoflin nitzuot al oznav." They uh, they fold over the straps over the uh, the literally the, the ears that would be like the uh, the flaps of the top of the shoe. It's like two shoes, one over the other. But you on a sandal, there's no straps on top of the shoe. The end of it's means the on a sandal it's hard leather, so the strap is not going to do anything to the leather because it's hard. But a menaz is a soft leather. The strap will is, is soft, and the the, the 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 leather is soft, so the strap will tighten the 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 the, the, the shoe. He says by a sandal there is laces, but by the uh, by the lip just to bring the I guess the shoe closer to each other to tighten it to its foot. But you don't have it wrapped around the entire top. So therefore the Gemara says, maybe you'll tell me no reason why it's a Sulaqa Tarina is caused to Torah says by Halitza that she'll take the shoe me'al raglav. And this shoe over here has 
the shoe and a cover over the shoe. So therefore you're going to tell me the problem is it's me'al de me'al. If that's the case that she says, the fact that it says you need to actually reveal the foot if you had two shoes let's say the guy was wearing which means if you let's say she would take off both shoes everybody would agree it's okay but the assumption in this Gemara is that all she took off was the top part of it, so if it's me'al de me'al, that's the reason why me'al's asur. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, it should be asur even b'di'avad. So we're back to the question, what's the psul of me'al l'chetechira? So the Gemara says, gezera mishum me'al merupat. The first reason is, gezera add to a ripped or torn shoe. The leather is soft on a me'al. So what are you worried about? You're worried about that if the leather is going to rip, and it was still possible to wear such a shoe. And now it's not considered a shoe anymore. And therefore the gezerah is really min'al is mutar. But in the event that the min'al rips and the guy's going to still wear it, and she's going to make khalitsa in such a shoe, so we made a gezerah even on a non-ripped min'al. But by a sandal, if it rips, you can't wear it. So therefore there's no gezerah by a sandal. Iname, second reason why we make a gezerah by a, a min'al, mishum hatsi min'al. What does it mean, Hatsi uh, Min'al? The concern is that it might be, if you're going to allow them to use a Min'al, they're going to come to use a Hatsi Min'al, a half a Min'al. Can it, it's possible, I guess, that it's going to be just like have a uh, an upper, not a, 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 a lower by the... It's going to be half, it's not going to be full covering his foot. And he can still wear it in such a way. So therefore you're going to be concerned that the shoe is not going to be a full shoe, similar to being ripped. Either ripped or hatsi, it's not going to be a full shoe, and he's going to wear it in such a way. So then he gives it out that that's not a shoe, and therefore they're going to be worried about the, uh, the uh, min'al. So Khamzi Gabran says, Amar Rav, Rav said... If it's not for the fact that I saw La Habibi, Habibi is my uncle. Masurat Hashah says his uncle actually was the Bihiya. As if it wasn't for the fact that I saw my uncle the Bihiya, the Halats be Sandal. He used to use the the Halitza. I made it with a sandal. The Itle Shinsin that had Shinsin. As she says, what is Shinsin? Which means it had like um, uh, straps that would attach the shoe to the person's foot. It seems it was a loose fitting shoe. So it would have the straps that would fit, uh, you know, to, to tighten it on the shoe, on the foot. So he says, I saw my uncle who would use halitza with these, uh, the strapped shoe. Ana lo I wouldn't use such a shoe. Because Kanadeh says it doesn't fit the foot. Perfectly, so therefore the Torah's law is you have to take it off the foot, the halsa. And since this shoe doesn't fit so good, so it's not really like you're taking it off, because it's really not on the foot so good. So I wouldn't have used such a uh, shoe. Eli, what I would have used was, I 
I would have wore, I would have used the sandals that the Arabs wear, the mehadak because it's very, very tightly fitting on the foot so that we can fulfill the mitzvah of the chalza, of taking it off. Ve'hai didan, so that given us is in our shoes that they wear today, afagad di'ite chumretah, even though it has chumretah, that she says, kesher kashur al sefatav, there's certain laces that are on top of the shoe that keep the shoe well fitting on the foot. Katrin and Be Mitna. They still put a, another uh, lace on top in order to tighten it. Well, they want to make sure that the shoe is well fitting. Even though you know our shoes have laces to make it tight, but they put an extra lace to make sure the, the shoe is on the foot. The key is given us trying to show you that the shoe really has to be on the foot before you take it off. So therefore, he was saying, so his uncle, he used this, uh, this, uh, this uh, strap the shoe over here, even though it was a big shoe. And it wasn't really well-fitting on the foot. He says, I wouldn't use it, but I wouldn't use the one that the Arabs wear. It's more well-fitting. He says, today's shoe that has already, let's say, the straps on it, to keep it tight, but they put another strap around it to make it extra tight, in order that when she's taking it off, she's actually taking off a shoe that was well-fit on the foot itself. Comes again when I get the news. Amar Rav. Amar Rav. Gemara gives a siman for the next uh, for the next numanic uh, to remember the next piece of Gemara. Siman hatarat yibama sandal. Amar Yehuda Amar Rav hatarat yibama leshuk. In order for the yibama to be permissible to go marry to the shuk, you have to make chalitza. So how much chalitza do you have to make? Bishmitat roba akiv. As long as the shoe came off the majority of the heel of the foot, already she's mutated. Means now, how much of the shoe has to come off the foot? So it's like you're ready, the majority of the heel is exposed. She, she takes the shoe off the majority of the heel, already she's uh, mutated. Metivir, Gabra has a question. Let's say the ritzuot, the straps of the min'al rasnal came off by themselves. Or let's say the shoe came off the majority of the regal, the majority of his foot by itself. Why? Why is it pesula? Because she has to take it off. If it came off by itself, no good. So the Gemara makes a diuk. It's only because he took it off. But if she would have taken it off, but how much did the Braita say it has to come off? Rova regel in. But it says Rova regel, which is the majority of the foot. Rova akev lo. But Master, the majority of the heel, no. So it's the only problem in that Braita why it was no good because he took it off. Mm-hmm. But what was the Shi'u that he took it off that it was no good? Rova regel. Smash brother, if she would take it off Rova Regel, it's good, but not Rova Akev, not the majority of the heel. So Gemara says, It's the same Shi'ur. Rov Regel really means Rova Akev, the majority of the heel. Why would you call the heel Rov Regel? So Gemara says, Because the whole weight of the foot 
is being supported by the heel. And therefore, you can call the heel the regel. Because the main support of the regel is by the heel. So therefore, in there's no argument. It's rov, akev. Iris is rov, regel. Rov, regel is rov, akev. Because again, the foot is being supported by the heel itself. That which we said, if he took off the shoe himself, it's not considered a halitza. So we have a proof to that. From Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yanai, Ben Shetirhu. Let's say he untied the laces. Vishamta he. And then she pulled off the shoe. Ben Shetirahi. Or let's say she untied the laces. Vishamat who. And he pulled off the shoe. Halitzata pisuda. Ad Shetirhi. The tashmiti, which means she has to do the untying and she has to actually pull the shoe off. So that's the proof to what we just said that if it's done by the uh, by the man, it's not going to be good. Comes the Gemara and continues. Let's say she tore the shoe off. She didn't actually take it off. She tore it off. Serafatu Mao. Let's say she burnt it off. That she says, how'd she do that? Bottom Nashi. Eshlicha gachelet ala sandal. She took like a coal and she put it on the sandal. Keshu karuch beraglov serafto. She burnt it off. So what's the question? Why was it considered good halitza? Giluye karabaina baika. It's the main thing in a halitza you have to reveal his foot. Well, you revealed it. What's the difference between it? You ripped it, you burnt it. Or dilma halitza ba'ina veleka. Or maybe you have to take it off. So maybe there's a deen that you have to actually take it off, and then you don't have that. Okay, but I'll leave that in a tiku. Ba'amine rabbine hamyam rabbah. Shneem min alim ze al gabzeh. Right, you have two shoes. Guys wearing two shoes. Mao, what is the deen? So the Gibraltar says, what's the case? What, what exactly are you doing? What is she taking off? Hechi dameh. Ili mad shalafte le'illae v'ka'etata'e If she's only taking off the top shoe when she's leaving the bottom shoe, there's no question. Me'al amar rahmana ve'lo me'al de me'al. Exactly, the Torah says that's the me'al zaglav. Here she's taking me'al de me'al. She's taking what's on top of his shoe, that's, that, that, that's not going to be good. So give us a Lord Sirika, you know the case she's talking about? The Kalatele Illae, she ripped the top shoe off, the Shalaftele Tatae, and then she took the bottom shoe from underneath, the Kae Illae, but the top is still there, which is she tore the top shoe. So she gets to the bottom shoe. She was able to pull the bottom shoe out, but the top shoe still remains. So the Gemara's question is, what's the she'ela? My halitza ba'ina va'ika. Well, she wants to say halitza. She made a halitza. Bottom. She did take off a the bottom shoe, so it was me'al raglav. However, odilma giluye karab ba'ina veleka. Or maybe this halitza means you have to you have to reveal his foot. And you didn't reveal it because the top shoe is still on. So comes the Gemara and says, hold it. Which means, do people wear two shoes? Now, what's the question? Do people wear two shoes? Well, we'll give you a case where the guy wore two shoes. The Gemara doesn't usually ask such a question. 
Right? So the Tosafot explains over there, the Gemara's question is that since it's not the derech, maybe, to wear two shoes, so maybe that's not going to be considered a shoe legabe halitza. Which means, a shoe legabe halitza has to be a shoe that's the normal derech to wear. So that's what the Gemara's challenging. Is it a normal derech to wear two shoes? So maybe therefore it's not considered a shoe legabe halitza bichlau. So Gemara says, no, it is the derech. Gemara says, in. It is the derech. Why? The hazyua rabbanan lerav yuda. Right? The rabbi saw Rabbi Yehuda, then afag behamsha zuzem muke. He went out with five pairs of shoes, one on top of the other, lishuka, to the market. Oh, so he wore five pairs of shoes, so therefore it is the derech to wear more than one shoe, so if it's considered a shoe. So that, Gabriel, goes down back to its original question, is it considered a halitza, or do you say you have to reveal the... Foot. That's that the Gemara leads as a question. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav, Yevama, Shigdila ben Ahin. Let's say Yevama, and uh, she grew up, let's say, amongst the brothers. Means the her husband died, and uh, she grew up in the house, let's say, with the other brothers, and the, no Yibum was made yet. So the Gemara says, Muteret li lehad She's after whatever period of time she was living with them, one of the brothers decides not to make a yibu, it's permissible. Why shouldn't it be? So the Gemara says, You don't have to be concerned because maybe in the interim when she was living with them, maybe she took off one of their shoes. She's, maybe she's in the house, the guy says, hey, take off my shoe. Now already she's a halutza. Uh, and therefore she's eshet ah. You don't have to suspect that. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Which is the only reason why you don't have to be concerned because we didn't see, we didn't see it happen. We didn't see how it happened. But it's much if you would have seen her take off her brother's uh, brother-in-law's shoe. It's a problem. What's the problem? The Atanya we learned to the Brayta. Ben shenit kaven hu velonet kavenahi uben shenit kavenahi velonet kaven hu halitzata pesula ad shenit kavenu shemem keyachad. Which means you need kavana. Which means whether she had kavana he didn't, or he did and she didn't. It's pesula. It's nothing. She's you need kavana on both sides. So what's the Gemara coming along to say over here that uh, you know if, uh, you don't have to be concerned that maybe Halitza was done even if even if you did, you did see them since they weren't having kavana over here, it's nothing. So the Gemara says, "Hachi kamar afalgav de hazinan en chosheshim shemekivnu." Change the statement. The Hadush is even though you saw. A chalitza done, you don't have to suspect that they had kavana. She's living in the house with them, and one of the brothers-in-law said, do me a favor, could you to protect off my shoe? So you saw it, she went, she pulled off the guy's shoe, you don't have to worry about that. If it was under that context, you don't have to worry about any kavana, and therefore she's still mutated, and uh, you have no problem of yibum. But there was another version... Ta'ama de lo hazina. Oh, the only reason why it's mutar to make yibu because she didn't see her take off her brother's shoe, brother's shoe. Ha hazina choshishin. But if you'd see it, it's a problem. Why? Because you're worried that maybe she had kavana. Udeka tana ba'e kavana. Oh, but I thought we said she had kavana. Hani mili le ishtiruye le alma. 
Jeez, when we say kavana is necessary, that's in order to matir her to go marry to the shuk. But even a halitza that was done without kavana automatically is osera to the other brothers. Which means, even a halitza without kavana with mahmir. Because maybe it's, maybe it's kasher. Therefore, we're not going to let down the brothers make a yibun. Could be say, ishif ah. So therefore, even once you see her make a halitza, even though it's probable that it was not with kavana, doesn't matter. Already yibun is going to be asur. Why? Because of, um, actually the way that she's learning, the way that she's learning is, when you see it, since you don't know, you have to be hoshesh, that maybe there was a kavana, and that's why it's going to be a suit on the other brothers. But let's say, Fadai, you know there was no kavana, it's clear there was no kavana, then even according to this version, it would be mutar for the brothers to, uh, to, to, to be yubum. The only hadush according to this kavana is, if you just see it and you don't know, you have to be oshesh, maybe there was a uh, kavana, and therefore, even on the side that there's a maid, we're going to be mahmir, that what? That is going to be a sushi. That which you said you need kavana, which you have to know there's a kavana, that's the matira to the shuk. But even if you have a hashash that there was a kavana, by the way, the brothers are going to be pasul to marry. Gemara marav yudamarav, sandal atafur bepishtan. Okay, you have a sandal that is sewn with pishtan. As the two she taught them that she would have been sewn with pishtan. Some want to say it's like an inner shoe. The shoe is leather, but the inner is made out of, let's say, a lining, we'll call it, a pishtan of linen. That's one way of learning. That's what type of shoe it is. Other she taught want to say that, that she brings out as well, it's somewhere it was stitched with pishtan. What's the question if it's stitched with pishtan? Since the pishtan is holding the shoe, so that's a ma'amid. So it could be it's considered a pishtan shoe. And with the discussion of it, maybe this has to be Davke, a leather shoe. And a pishtan stitching could be it's considered pishtan. So comes the Gabbana and says, Amarav Yudamarav, sandala tafur be pishtan, in onsimbo. No good. Why? Shvineshin emar, ve in alech tahash. That I will uh, put as a shoe for you that's made out of a tahash. Tahash is a type of an animal. So obviously the shoe is made out of leather. So you see, when it talks about shoes, stab shoe is a leather shoe. I will uh, put a shoe for you made out of tahash. So this, either the inner or stitched, is not considered made out of uh, leather, and therefore it's a not considered a halitza. Kebara says, Well, if you basically on this pasuk, maybe it's going to be tahash leather. Maybe Davka, that animal that's called a tax is the only leather you'd be able to use for a uh, for a shoe. So Yabara says, Na'al, Na'al, Riba. Which is, it says the word Na'al twice in the parasha of Halitza. And therefore the Na'al, Na'al comes to include all types of leather. So comes Yabara says, Na'al, Na'al, Riba. Afidu kol Which means, maybe it's coming to include not only leather, maybe it's coming to include even non-leather. So Gemara says, "Imken tachash my anile." So what do you have to pasuk of tachash? So the tachash teaches you it has to be tachash leather. From the fact that it says "na'al na'al" by halitza teaches not only tachash leather but all types of leather. Comes Gemara and says, 
If let's say the whole shoe is made out of the hair from the animal, for example, let's say goat's hair, but that would also be considered tash because it's natural. Where's the hair come from? From the leather of the uh, from the animal. So if you tell me right, it's got to be like a tana, so it could be se'ar will also be considered, you know, it's not leather, but it's natural like the leather. So maybe it should be uh, okay. So Gebra says, Ha-hu karka mikri. Which means, you call a, a shoe made out of hair, it's not called a, a na'al. It's called a karka. And the Torah says you take the na'al off. So therefore, since uh, this is uh, called a karka, it doesn't have the right uh, shame, therefore it's not going to be okay. Kaz Gebran continues, Amar le Rav Kanal Shmuel. Now we take for granted, when we say the word halitza, we take for granted that means taking off the shoe from his foot. Now the Gebran is going to challenge, who told you the word halitza means taking the shoe off the foot? So Gebran says, Amar le Rav Kanal Shmuel. Who told you when it says that that it means she'll remove the shoe, she takes off the shoe? I have a pasuk. The pasuk says, Kai has a house. He has, let's say, a nega on the walls, on the stones. So what does he have to do? It says, V'hilletsu et'abanim. He has to remove, remove the stones. So you see the word, V'hilletsu, halitza, which means to remove. So the Gemara who told you, V'ema zirruzehu. Maybe it means to put on, to establish. How do you know? D'khtiv, He'hilletsu me'etechem anashim latzabah. Right, the pasuk says by Benegar and Bnei Reuven. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say? He halitzu me'itechem anashim latzava. Or by uh, one of the wars, it says, "Gird for yourself, uh, 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 soldiers, for the war." He halitzu, which means establish. So therefore, maybe halitza means to put on the shoe. Maybe what it says, halitza, she has to put on the shoe. So Kazi Gavarad says, Hatam Over there also the word Ihalitsu means they should leave their homes to go fight. So therefore the word Halitsa Napasuk also means to to be removed, which is remove them from their homes to go fight. Kabarasu, maybe we have another Pasuk. Bakitiv Yehalitsani Beonyo. Which means what? God will establish the poor man from his poverty. So therefore, it means establish him. So therefore, establish him. That's right. Put the shoe on. So the Gemara says now, Bishar on your Yechaletsu Medina Shel Gehinam. That's what it means. In the Zechut, that the man endured poverty, he's going to be removed from Gehinam. So therefore, the word Yechaletsu also means to be removed. Ela hadichtiiv. We have another pasuk. Chone malach Hashem sabim lireav. So his God has the malach around those that fear him. Vayhalitzim. Vayhalitzim sounds like the angels going to establish them. So therefore, halitzah means to establish. We mean to put on the shoe. Kibbutz says no. Bischar yireav, which means 
in the zechut, as the reward of those that fear God, God is going to save others from Gehinam, going to remove others from Gehinam, which is in the zechut of the tzaddikim, others are going to be removed from Gehinam. So you see, it means Yehalletzim. They're going to be removed. So it comes to God and says, Elahadikhtiv, oh, but we have a pasuk, Ve'asmotecha yahalitz. Your bones, yahalitz. Ve'amara bi'il'azam, zu me'ulash bi'berachot. This is the most uh, special of the berachot. Why? What does it mean? Ve'amara va'zeruzeh germe. Which means God is blessed that the person's bones are going to be established. Zeruzeh germe. Oh, so therefore you see what it means established. So comes again what on says. In, you're right. It can go either way. The word halitza can mean establish, we put on, or it can mean take off. Now but in the context of halitza, if you thought it meant to put on the shoe, Imken lichtov rachmana vechalsa na'alo beraglo. It says me'al raglo. Me'al raglo is mashma from his foot. From his foot, he's taking it off. If it meant putting it on, it should say beraglo. That you'll put the shoe on his foot. So from the context of the pasuk that says me'al means from. From his mashma, you're, you're taking it off. Right? If it was being putting it on, it should say, You put the shoe on his foot. Gebrah says, wait, uh, that's, not, that, that's not a problem. <laughs> you couldn't write Biraglo. Which means, I would have thought if it said Biraglo, I would say maybe the only type of halitza that works is to take it off. Or put it on, I should say, because Bidaglo we want to learn now, maybe really means putting it on. But it couldn't have said Bidaglo because it would mashma dafka his foot alone. And that's not so because we said that even if, let's say, the shock, let's say he's missing a, a, a part of his foot from the knee down, we said it's also going to fulfill Khalitsa. So if it would have said Bidaglo, I can really tell me you're right. It means putting it on. But I would not know the law of shuko that he's able to even put it on his uh, the shok, which means the uh, the stop. So that's why I say me'al raglo. Me'al raglo says that he can even put it above the leg. Me'al raglo. So therefore, it means putting it on, and me'al teaches me even above the above the leg. So comes again what God says now. So Kitab Rahmana Me'al That's why it said Ma'al Daglod. It needs to be above the leg, even where the shok is. Let's say where the uh, where the shin is. So Kazakhiran says, In Ken Lichtov Rahmana Bimal Daglo. If it meant above the leg, above the foot, it says Me'al, which is above. My Me'al Raglo. Right, which is, if it would have said Bime'al, in the place that's above, you're right. But it says Me'al Raglo, from his leg. So that's Mahashma, Shma'amina Mishlafu, must be taking off. So therefore the Ma'asir, the Gibran saying Halitza can mean either way. How do you know in this case Halitza means to take off? It's context. What's the context? Me'al Raglo. 
from his uh, uh, foot, which means you're taking it from his foot. I maybe it just means from above his foot, even and putting it on. No, it would have said bimeal from the place even above. And from the fact that it doesn't say bimeal, it just says meal. It means from. Therefore, you learn halitza means taking off. Tanat comes and says, There was a certain mean, like a pikoros, like a tzinduki, that told Rabban Gamliel, Urination that the master has made halitza. Which means God has, so to speak, pushed you away. Just like Halitza, what happens? The the Yavam pushes away the uh, the lady. So it says that you're you're a nation that your uh, God has pushed you away. So Kavzigavaran says, which means in the Galut, He doesn't want to redeem you from the exile. How do you know this? Dechtiv bitsonam. The Jews went with their flocks to seek out God. But they did not find Him. Halatz mehim. Halatz mehim, which the Tzeduki was learning it, what? God has made Halitza from the Jewish people. So comes the says, Amar le shoteh. So the Bible says, you fool. Mi ketiv halatz lahim. Does the Pasuk say that he made Halitza to them? Halatz mehen ketiv. It says from them. Does it say to them? What does it mean? Ketiv. The ilu which is mashma that a kadosh baruch is the one that received the Halitza from the Jewish people, which is if the Jewish people pushed away God, not the op- not, 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 not the opposite. Who's pushing away? The Yavam, which is why the lady making that procedure on the Halitzam by the Yavam shoe, it's who's pushing away? The Yavam is pushing the lady away. So it's not a fair analogy, which means he was trying to come along and say that in this analogy, the Tzeduki was saying that God is like the Yavam. That just like the Yavam. By letting the procedure be done to his foot, is pushing away the Yibama, so to God is pushing away Klai Yisrael. Say, so what are you talking about? You fool? It doesn't say that. <coughs> doesn't say in the Pasuk, Halatz Lahim, that he made a Halitza to them. It's Halatz Mehem. God was pushed away from them. Which is why the Klai Yisrael pushed away God. And therefore, the Bagabriya says, Midi Mishasha Itbe. Which means, is there, is, is, is it, does it mean anything? Which means, by us leaving a Kadosh Baruch Hu, <coughs> that means nothing. You can never leave a Kadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, God did not leave us. And therefore, eventually, He will redeem us. Let's read the Rashid, Nashon, Shoteh. God, if anything, received the Halitza from the Jewish people. They abandoned him. But the Yivama, the brothers, pushed her away. So the Gemara says, Which means the Gemara is saying like this. 
in this case, we left God, so to speak. So that would be an analogy of, let's say, the brothers went and made halitza to the lady. So in that case over there, this is it's nothing, it doesn't count. Which means the halitza was not done uh, by the uh, uh, the lady to to, to man with that would be because he's pushing her away. If he went, let's say, the man and went made halitza to the lady, is this significant? It's not significant. So therefore, when we left Klai Yisrael, so to speak, when we left God, it does no significance. And therefore, his interpretation is wrong. Comes again what says, Be'anpilia, we said when it comes to the sock, Halitzata Pesula. Alright, we said the Halitza is Pasul. The Membra, De'anpilia, Lad Min'alu. If you see over here that a sock is not considered a shoe. Because you tell me this, Anpilia, is not considered good for halitza. So it must be it's not considered a shoe. So the Gemara says, Utnan Namiya, we have a support for this. Well, what does it say in the Mishnah? Which means when the person's going into the Bet HaMikdash in order to take the um, the coins, they used to have the coins that they used to have for the Korbanot. That was Mahasita Shekel coins. They were all in a Lishka. So let's say they're coming along now to take out the coins, so we don't want the coin that's going in to be suspected by the people that he might be, you know, stealing some of the coins. So it says when he goes in to take out the money, it says he doesn't go in, he does not go with a robe that has a hem, because the people are going to think that maybe he's putting coins in the hem, and not with this type of sock, so it seems also it was like a cloth uh, uh, pouch that they had. We can we can stick the coins in there. The end sadik lomad b'minahal v'sandal. He goes without saying. He cannot go into the Beit Hamikdash area with a shoe. Nothing to do with suspicion. It's because the Torah doesn't want you to wear shoes in the uh, Beit Hamikdash area. The fishayik nasim b'minahal v'sandal la'azara. Because you're not allowed to go with a minahal v'sandal la'azara. So what do you see over here? That ampelia is not considered a Shoe, because the only reason why you can't wear why you can't wear an ampelia is because of the hashad, but it wasn't because of the the shoe factor. So you see, we have a support to our mishnah that ampelia is not considered a shoe. Urminu, we have a question, but echad minal vesandal veampelia lo yitayel bahim. When it comes to Yom Kippur, where we know person not to wear shoes, so it says not only can he wear minal, he cannot wear sandal, nor can he wear impidia. Lo mi bait the bait, not from one house to another house. Ve lo mi mital, the mital from the same house cannot go from one bed to another bed. So what do you see over here? Impidia must be a shoe. Skemara says Amar Abaye the eat be kitite. On the Kippur issue over here, it's talking about where this. Sock that we're talking has, let's say, cushioning in it. So what's the problem? Meaning it's not a shoe. The problem on Kippur is it's a comfortable item and we don't want it to have pleasure, comfort. Who told you that comfort is a suit on uh, Kippur? What's a suit on Kippur is shoes, not comfort. How do you know? He used to, let's say, wrap his foot up in a sudar, in like a, a cushion, in a cloth, and he used to go out. So even though it's a pleasure, protecting his foot. So there's no isud in ta'aluk. <laughs> so we're back to the question. Why then is anpidia asur on 
יום כיפור. סוכם זה גם רן סז, אין אמר רבה לקשיא. כאן באנפיליה של אור, כאן באנפיליה של בגד. Which means there's two different types of socks. There's a cloth sock and then there's the leather sock. Which means that which we said on Kippur is going to be asur. Exactly. That's kinpilyashel or... And that's considered like a min'al, a sandal, therefore it's going to be asur. However, when we talked about our mishnah, it's going to be Or let's say the mishnah over there by Terumat Lishka. That we said he cannot go with the anpilia, it's talking about a, uh, 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 from, uh, from cloth, from the bacon. And the whole reason is because why we don't want you to go into the bed to make that, but not because it's a shoe. Because really, Shilbegin is not a shoe. And what's the problem? Hashad, you worry about you might put some of the coins inside. So there's a difference between a leather or a cloth. Comes Gabriel says, Makes sense this chiluk that you're saying between cloth and uh, leather. The ilo temach, you're not going to make this chiluk. Kashia yom kipurim, yom kipurim. You're going to have a stira. From Yom Kippurim to Yom Kippurim, why? The Tanya, we have another brighter. Lo yitayel adam bekurdekisim. Betoch betoch. Which means, what is kurdekisim? So the Mephatshim, we say these are like thin leather shoes. Or like a leather, uh, maybe sole, exactly, that they put underneath the shoes, like a leather sole, in order to protect the uh, bottom of the foot from Water. So it says you cannot wear these items on Yom Kippur, and the Brayta continues betoch betoch even in his house. Aval mitayelu beanpilin betoch betoch, but he's allowed to wear anpilin in his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean? I thought you just said that on Yom Kippur it's talking about leather, and that's why it says lo yitayel beanpilin. Now we have a story that says you can. And what are you going to say? But we have to say there is a Chiluk between leather and Begit. So the Ma'aseh, when it comes to the leather and Piliyah, it's going to be Asur on Kippur, because really that's going to be considered a, uh, a Na'al. Ay, why did it say in our Mishnah, that if you made Halitzah and Piliyah, it's nothing? Because it's talking about bigot. And how do you know it's not a shoe? Because you see clearly that when it came to the Bet HaMikdash, the Kuh would be allowed to wear an Empidia inside if it weren't for the fact of Hashad. And we know that you're not allowed to wear shoes in the Bet HaMikdash Hazara area. It must be a Pidashat Begit. It's not considered a Min'al. Amen. Amen.